We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week, I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Coachable Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here for another week. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'm glad that you found us, whether that's on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening or watching. I'm glad that you're here. I am your host, Tori Gordon. And in today's episode, we are going to dive into a really powerful episode about meditation and the science behind why your stress is making you stupid and how meditation can help actually make you smarter and a better human being. This week, I am joined by Emily Fletcher, who is the founder of Ziva Meditation. She is a previous Broadway star turned meditation teacher, and she's taught over 40,000 people how to meditate. And believe it or not, although there are millions of us who've downloaded meditation apps, many of us, let's be honest, don't use them. And when we do, we actually don't realize that we're participating in something called mindfulness. And Emily in this episode really helps us to understand what meditation is and how she's teaching it differently. This is something I geek out about. And I loved interviewing her because I learned so much about why this is not just a trend or just a fad, but it's actually one of those tools that will completely change your life if you commit to the practice of it. And so I did that. I actually took Emily's course through Ziva Online and it has had a profound impact on me. So I want to give you guys the opportunity to also learn about her course, which she'll talk about in this program and in this episode so that you can go through the same experience that I went through and have the same results that I have had over the last 15 days. I had never actually realized how much of the practices of meditation that I had were so guided and prompted that I actually wasn't able to drop into the space where 
I release the stress that my body has stored and become more creative, become more uh, attuned, become more intuitive and able to handle discomfort and conflict. And that's what she really taught me in this program. I have now been able to adopt not just a every now and again, you know, mentality with meditation, but she's helped me to see that this is such a non-negotiable. And the first time that I ever heard of Emily was actually through NQ, Adam, who's been on this show before. If you haven't listened to that episode with NQ all about how to find your voice, you definitely need to find it because NQ, if you recall, is a multi-platinum recording artist. He is one of the biggest spoken word poets in the world. He is absolutely phenomenal in the way that he presents language and puts words to our feelings and our emotions. And you will leave anytime you hear him just in awe of his ability to communicate thoughts, ideas, uh, and feelings and move you into a space of just emotion. And I love his ability to do that. And he was actually the first person that mentioned Ziva to me and Emily as one of his teachers and how his meditation practice has allowed him to find that creative flow and frequency and be able to create at such a higher, more consistent level because of meditation. So when he was talking about it, and then I heard some of my other friends in the industry who are top performers or just on other podcasts, I knew I had to have Emily on because I needed to know what was the secret sauce she's teaching because all of the top performers at Google, she's spoken at Harvard Business School, she's spoken at Apple, they want to know so that they can perform optimally. And that's what Emily is known for. She's also the um, author of a book called Stress Less, Accomplish More, which debuted at number seven on all out of all the books on the Amazon bestseller lo- lists. And she's also launched Ziva Kids, which is the first meditation course of its kind for kids ages 4 to 14. So if you're a parent, definitely check that out. You're going to love this episode. Before we jump in, I do want to say thank you to our sponsor. If you guys have been following me for a while or listening to the show, you know that I value vulnerability and sharing my story and experiences. And I hope and pray that as a result of that, it helps you, that you find value in hearing what I'm learning and what I am um, going through personally when I do give you insight and share about what's happening in my personal life. And I want to talk about my relationship and my journey with hormones and fertility and what that's looked like for me over the past few years. So I was traditionally put on hormonal birth control, aka the pill, right into high school. I was like a senior in high school. I was having so much pain and I was prescribed the pill for pain. And ultimately, I was giving no insight or education around how this would impact me long term, the side effects of hormonal birth control, how that's, you know, going to present and show up for me, although it might help me with with pain, it had a lot of other nasty side effects. And I was on hormonal birth control for almost 14 years, the last three and a half on an IUD. And back in February of this year, I actually had that removed in an attempt to balance my hormones and to really get a greater understanding of what's going on underneath the hood, if you will, of so that I can optimize my health and plan for the future and take care of myself in the best way that my body needs. And as a byproduct of that, I found 
a company called Modern Fertility that really piqued my interest because what they're able to do is allow you to take an at-home fertility test, which gives you insight into your fertility, your fertility hormones, your reserve of eggs compared to other women your age. Because I was never taught about this. I was never taught about how not just my hormones impact my health and my energy level and my stress, but also when it comes to planning for pregnancy and planning for a family, we're sort of taught just wait and see. And you don't really start to have this conversation with yourself your or your partner until you're ready to get pregnant. And then you find out possibly that you're not able to. And there could have been preventative measures that you could have taken ahead of time if you were informed and empowered through information and knowledge. And that's what I'm dedicated to doing for myself and to sharing on this show. And that's why I love Modern Fertility because it takes a process that would traditionally be thousands of dollars if you were to go to your traditional doctor to get tested, to get your fertility hormones tested. This is hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And Modern Fertility is making it available at home just from the prick of a finger. You can uh, test this, send it back in a pre-packaged, pre-labeled envelope that they send you and get custom results in 10 days. I actually just took my test yesterday and sent it back in the mail yesterday. So I'm very excited to see what my results say. And I'm definitely going to take you guys along for that journey. But if you are someone like me who wants to, you know, be empowered in making decisions that are best for your family, for your health, for your future, this is definitely something that you want to check out. It's certainly something that I am extremely interested in learning more about. And I'm excited that the time is now because I wasn't able to take this test when I previously found them months and months ago. I've been waiting until um, my body is back to its regular cycle to be able to take this test. So I'm excited to take you on this journey. And if you are interested in also uh, getting more information that's tailored specifically to your body and your hormones, then you want to check out Modern Fertility. Right now, they're offering our listeners 20 dollars off of the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash coachable. And that means that your test is going to cost $139 as opposed to $159 traditionally um, instead of the thousands of dollars that it would cost you to do at a doctor's office. So get 20% off of your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash coachable. Now, without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. All right. Welcome back to the Coachable Podcast, you guys. I am joined by the wonderful Emily Fletcher, founder of Ziva Meditation. Emily, thank you for being here. I'm super excited to have you and to to dive into all things meditation. We have never done a episode dedicated solely to meditation and the benefits and the science of it. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited. And we might even, who knows, we might get crazy and talk about manifesting or sacred sexuality or who knows, who knows what's going to happen. I'm open to it all. Yeah, Yeah. we can go all of those places. Um, I would love for you just to, to share a little bit about your background and your history with uh, meditation specifically, how did you find it? How did it come into your, to your life? And, um, what was that journey like with it to now pivot from, I know you were, you know, you're a Broadway star doing your thing on stage to dedicating your life to, um, 
connecting to yourself and helping others connect mm -hmm. to their source and to their center through meditation. Mm -hmm. That's a really big pivot. So yeah, it sure is. I love it. I love the, that I, I absolutely love when people uncover something and unlock something that is like their soul's purpose. And like, this is what I, this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. But can you, T tell us a little bit about that I think that story. that's it. It's like I had never found anything that I loved as much as performing. I never mm -hmm. found anything that made me feel as alive or as connected to God as I did performing. Because, you know, singing, dancing, acting, like all of these help you to transcend your left brain and move into that right brain, flow state, creativity, connection, connection to source, connection to creativity, connection to the audience, connection to your castmates. And so I used to joke, even when I was little, I'd be like musical theater is my religion because mm -hmm. it helped me to feel closer to the divine, but it also gave me this sort of parameter like parameters to live inside of because I went to Florida state. It was the number one party school in the country when I was there, you know, <laughs> like, so I could go out drinking and go out like partying, but I knew I had to get up at 8am and sing an Italian aria at my, you know, opera class at, on Saturday morning, or I knew I had to be at a ballet class at 9am. And so there's really only like so much partying you can do and still get up mm -hmm. and do your job when your voice, your body and your emotions are your instrument. And so it simultaneously gave me, um, like lines to color inside of and this beautiful sense of connection with the divine. And, and I, I just knew since I was eight that that's what I wanted to do. And I did it for 10 years. And then I found meditation and this thing cured my insomnia on the first day. I didn't get sick for eight and a half years. I stopped going gray. Mm -hmm. I started enjoying my job again because my last Broadway show was a chorus line and I was understudying three of the leads and getting really stressed and really miserable. And so even though wow. I had achieved my lifelong dream, I was so sad. And so when I found meditation, it was like, oh, I sort of prided myself on being a seeker my whole life. You know, this therapist, mm -hmm. this book, this self-help modality. And then once I found this style of meditation, I was like, oh, I'm not a seeker anymore. I found it. Like I found the thing I'm looking for and turns out all the spiritual texts were right. It's right inside of me. Turns out Rumi knew what he was talking about. What you seek is in you. The kingdom of heaven is in fact within. But yeah. none of us really are taught how to get there. Even Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now, even as profound as his writings are, he talks a lot about the state, but he doesn't tell you how to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's really what Ziva does is that it gives you the tools to access that bliss, that fulfillment inside of you, which is the only place that it resides. So anyway, I found meditation. It changed my whole life. I left Broadway, went to India, trained for three years to be a teacher. And then since I graduated, I've now taught over 40,000 people to do this thing on their own. I created the world's first online meditation training, which I'm really proud of. Um, mm -hmm. Wrote a book called Stress Less, Accomplish More that did really well and um, I think opened up a lot of skeptical, high-performing people's minds to meditation because it really is grounded in science and how right. these things can change your body, your brain, your productivity, your body age. So anyway, it's been an amazing journey. And then and I'd say in the past year and a half, I've really started, um, like it just feels like nature is giving me a PhD in sacred sexuality. And mm. so it's been fascinating to see how these worlds are going to merge together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, hearing that story, I, the first, I think the first place I came across you was, um, I know, you know, NQ who was on the show and he mentioned how much of a dedicated student he is to Ziva and how it changed his life. And I was like, okay, cause this guy, he's tapped in, like he's tapped into his creation, his creator and his ability to just 
like receive downloads and put it into some like this beautiful artistic form that just like opens everyone's heart who hears it. It's like, okay, um, I want more of that. So how do I, how do I get that? And I'm interested in whatever Emily Fletcher's doing. So I need to find out more about her because the first time I felt that feeling that you felt through meditation, which was, oh, this is what everybody's been talking about was through breath work. Mm. And that was how I first like arrived in my body and was like, oh, wait, this is a key that unlocks all of the things that I, I needed to have access to because I was like many of the people that listen to the show and, and folks that I've worked with um, in my coaching practice, meditation is often one of those things that people are like, yeah, I know it's supposed, it's good for me and I hear all of the reasons why I should do it, but I'm struggling to make it a part of my day-to-day practice yeah. and the best I'm doing is like downloading an app and listening to some kind of guided meditation that really is just telling me what to do because there has not been much instruction. And the fact that you have created the first like meditation instruction like course, it's like going through, I imagine like a yoga facilitator training or teacher training, but like, how do I actually learn how to meditate? Um, and why would I want to? So can you break that down a little bit. Like how is what you're doing through Ziva different than what someone might find on an app or what mm -hmm. they might think of as meditation? Like what, where do people's heads go when they yeah. think of meditation? Well, I would ask everyone listening to ask themselves that question. You know, mm -hmm. when, when I hear the word meditation, what do I think? What are my assumptions? Right. Um, you know, I think most people go to, I have to clear my mind. I have to sit still. I have to chant. I should be chanting om. I need fancy fingers. I need an erect spine. I need Lululemon pants. I need a beautiful right. scenery. Um, you know, and, and, but the big one is I have to be able to clear my mind. They think that that mm -hmm. is the point. And then they sit down, they close their eyes and like, okay, brain, it's time for us to meditate. Everybody's talking about the benefits. Tim Ferriss says that 90% of his podcast guests start their day with meditation. Oprah says it makes her a thousand times more productive than she right. was before. I'm going to do this. Okay, brain, shut up, shut up. <laughs> sure would love a snack. <laughs> snacks are delicious. Oh no, no. I'm thinking about snacks. Now I'm thinking about how I'm thinking about snacks. I suck at meditation. I quit. And that's the beginning and the end of most people's meditation career because they're judging themselves based on misinformation. If you think that the point of meditation is to clear your mind, you are always going to feel like a failure because the mind thinks involuntarily, just like the heart beats involuntarily. And so this will probably be on my tombstone, but we meditate to get good at life not to get good at meditation. No one gives a flying flip what type of meditation you're doing. No one cares how many or few thoughts you're having when you're sitting in a chair. Everyone cares how good you are at life. How kind are you? How present are you? How's your immune system? How's your sleep? How's your sex drive? How's your creativity? That's what people care about. And that is our only gauge of success at Ziva. Are you getting better at life or not? And really you get to define that. You get to define what better at life means. And and what I find is that even if people come to this practice with the most like quote unquote selfish of intentions, I want to look younger. I want to look hotter. I want to make more money. 
Well, turns out you're going to be less of a dick once you start practicing. Like you are just Mm -hmm. going to be nicer. There is a ton of neuroscience around how your empathy center increases, how you start to see yourself inside of others that you perceived as separate before. Um, Your dopamine and serotonin levels go up. So you just have a higher baseline level of bliss. You reverse your body age by somewhere around 15 years. You can increase your IQ by 12 points. So this is not just like a cute pedicure for your brain. This is not a bubble bath for your brain. This is not like a luxury item that you can get around to when you have more time. We really truly have to reframe meditation as the single most important piece of mental health technology that we need to be practicing every day. Like no one would leave their house without brushing their teeth because it's gross and rude you should not be leaving your house without meditating because you're now then spewing your stress around everybody else and everybody else has to deal with that. It's not nice for you and it's not nice for the people around you. And so one of my missions at Ziva is to make it as rude to leave your house without brushing your teeth as it would be to leave, or you know, flip that, reverse it. As rude to leave your house without meditating as it would be to leave your house without brushing your teeth. So, mm. so I think that back to the original question, the number one thing the people, the obstacle is that people think they have to be able to clear their mind. And then they feel like they're failing and none of us will do anything for very long that we feel like we're failing at. So what's the remedy? What do we do about it? We have to recognize that meditation is in fact a skill. And it's not something that got taught in 10th grade and you just happen to be absent that day. Like nobody else knows how to do it either, right? It's not something that you're magically born knowing how to do. Now, kids are in a different state of consciousness up until about eight years old. But that's just their natural state of being, and that changes around eight. You go out of theta and into alpha, beta. But the point of the story is that you wouldn't start like a Japanese challenge tomorrow and say, you know, I'm going to speak Japanese for 20 minutes a day for the next 15 days if you had never taken a Japanese class. Right. And same with meditation. Like, why on earth would you expect yourself to be able to do it if you don't have any training? Mm-hmm. But once you have training, yeah. it's really easy and really fun. I mean... There's so much in what you just said, but I think first of all, it's like the point is to get better at life. That really hits me because it's like if any spiritual practice, and I think we can get caught up in this when we kind of have an awakening or find ourselves on the spiritual path or like we're really dedicated to self-discovery and awareness. It's like, okay, what are all the things I need, right? I need my crystals and my, my incense and my meditation practice and I need my all the things that make me spiritual. And it's like... And my breath work and this, that, and the other. And it's like, what's the point of any of it if we're not getting better at life, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I sitting in ceremony over and over and over again if nothing's changing, right? Is yeah. is it just to continue to like feel spiritual or is it because actually my life is improving, my relationships are improving, my health is improving? And that's, that's really like, it's practical and it's real. It's like, okay, we're not here just to perform and to like say we are good at meditating. It's because we're actually trying to improve our lives. Yeah. And I think that that's what people get allergic to, honestly, is that if a lot of people are like making a mood about meditation and they're making like a lot of ceremony and circumstance, but they're not actually changing the neurochemistry. They're not actually getting smarter or nicer Mm -hmm. and or more generous. And, And then it's like, who cares? You know, like who cares what you're doing if it's not making you a better person? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I think what people love is that it takes the pressure off, right? When you're just like, oh, 
it's okay for me to have thoughts. The question is, do I feel better after I practice? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I do when people move through the training is that I have them write down their relationship with stress on day two of the training. I have them, you know, really like gauge like one out of 10. How's your sleep? How's your sex? How's your road rage? How's your immune system? And then I actually, when we do a live course, I, I have them write it down in a letter and I mail it back to them three months mm-hmm. later so that you can see like a note from your previous self, a note from your past self. And oftentimes people call me crying and they're just like, I can't even believe that this is who I was. I can't even believe that I spoke about myself so harshly. I cannot believe I was in such an abusive relationship with time. But the thing is most people don't notice it when it falls away. It just sort of gradually and easily falls away. And that's why I like to remind people like, hey, look how far you've come. Because none of us, well, it's hard to build on top of success you don't acknowledge. That's a quote from my friend Dallas Travers. And it's like, I want to keep reminding people how far they've come. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And you mentioned having an abusive relationship with time, which is which is bringing up something for me, which is around busyness and how many people are like, I have such a busy life. But you work with some of the busiest people, like the highest performers, high achievers, like, really in across industries and I would assert that they're pretty busy and they've got a lot going on but someone like in Q is like no I'm meditating multiple times a day and he's bought in so it's like how do we get past this idea that I I'm so busy and I don't have time to sit down and to meditate and how can and if I'm going to carve out that time um what am I going to get from it because everybody's like results driven. They're like, what am yeah, I going to get? What's in it for me? What's so for me? how does Ziva really help people that have a lot of busy lives, but also busy minds and stress? Yeah. So it's so funny that you say this because I'm actually, I haven't taught live in a while and I'm doing two privates right now. I have a private on the Upper East Side and someone who is doing it virtually. And so I'm actually inside of these people's calendars. Like I actually am seeing their calendars and I'm helping them to strategize and make the decision-making matrix. And they're like, you know, here, good luck. Like, here's my life. Here's my schedule. Help, like, go ahead, meditation mm-hmm. teacher. See if you can find 15 minutes in here to meditate. And, and so I'm going, I'm like, okay, what if we do this? What if we put it here, move here? And so you're right. These are some of the busiest people on the planet and they're not meditating because they have extra time right? Like that's the thing we have to get rid of. Like they're doing it because they know it's going to improve their performance. And for these people, like Oscar award winners, Academy award winners, billionaires, CEOs, like people who are inventing the new internet, they are not doing this to fill time. They're doing it because if even it made them 5% better, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Now the reality is I think Ziva will make you at least 30 to 40% happier and likely at least 20 to 30% more productive depending on where you are right now. Um, But for these folks, even 1% increase is worth it to them. Sure. Um, So there's that. But time piece, what a lot of people don't understand is that stress is making us stupid, sick, and slow. And that's a hard Mm -hmm. pill to swallow because we're addicted to it and we all love feeling important, right? The busyness is really just look how important I am. And I have this theory that we're all just trying to prove to our friends that we're busier than they are so that they'll adapt their schedule to ours, so that they'll come to our neighborhood for lunch, so that they'll come to our place for drinks versus like, I couldn't possibly travel across town because I'm busier than you. And so it's like, we're always constantly in this busy battle. And then it's like, who, who wins there? Nobody. Right. Um, so 
what once people understand viscerally that stress is in fact making us stupid, sick, and slow, it's making us like our immune system weak, prematurely aging us, um, blood pressure issues, um, immune system issues, fertility issues, skin elasticity, like stress is not doing anybody any favors in the beauty department, in the productivity department, in the kindness department. Mm-hmm. And so once you start to understand what it's actually costing you, when you realize that there's a way out, then you're like, oh, oh, wait, you mean I don't have to take pills to go to sleep at night? Wait, you mean I don't have to drink coffee to wake up in the morning? Wait, I don't have to drink alcohol at a party to feel socially lubricated? Because it turns out we do have an internal pharmacy. All those pills and drinks and potions and things that we're doing are replications of things that already exist internally with our internal pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And so meditation is going to allow you to access that internal pharmacy of bliss chemistry and then calibrate it for your demand. Like this, I did a private with this woman who's like one of the smartest people I've ever met. I think she might be like the next generation Sergey Brin. Like swimming in her intellect was so fascinating and mildly intimidating. But the thing that she really clung to about this practice that, that struck me, out of all the things I say, the thing that she was so impressed with was the ability for you to adapt. Now, really what's happening is when you start a meditation practice, your heart rate variability increases. And you want that to happen. You want to have a variable heart rate. Because what's happening for most folks is that they've been so stressed for so long that it's like the body gets frozen there. They're mm-hmm. almost constantly on guard. They're constantly looking for what's the next danger, what's the next attack. Because so many people have honestly like been through lives of trauma. And to mm-hmm. some degree or another, they have so much trauma stored in their nervous systems that their bodies have to feel on guard to feel safe, to yeah. predict the trauma from the future. And so the meditation is actually getting you out of fight or flight, right? We're actually getting rid of the adrenaline and cortisol in your nervous system. And the cool thing about Ziva is that you're not just handling your stress from today. You're getting rid of all of your stress from your past, Mm. all that stuff that's been stored in your cellular memory. And so if you change your relationship to all the trauma in your past, you don't have to be as vigilant or as diligent about protecting yourself from trauma in the future. And that one fact allows your nervous system to be able to respond to the demand at hand, which that means if it's a tiger, great, get stressed. If it's nap time, great, downregulate. But you want the ability to be variable. Now, here's what this woman was attracted to. Um, she, it was that we are naturally drawn to the person with the highest heart rate variability. If there's a hundred people in the room, Hmm. our bodies will subconsciously get into coherence with the person who is able to adapt the most elegantly. So if you're a speaker, if you're a coach, if you're a leader, if you're a CEO, then your ability to respond appropriately to the demand Mm -hmm. is actually allowing people to listen to you more elegantly. It's going to make Mm -hmm. you more charismatic and it's going to make people want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating because I've had my own personal experience and journey with this of, of going, having several years of intense trauma, living in a hypervigilant state not even realizing it (laughs) um, until I experienced my breath and realized, oh, I couldn't tell you the last time I uh, took a deep breath. And that, what is that? Because I've been holding all of this and storing it in my chest and just like holding this beach ball of stress underwater. And then, then building a relationship with my body and with my nervous system and knowing how to actually 
surrender and release and let go and uh, open again, knowing that I, from a place of safety and that I'm not in danger. And so I, I've had that experience of being and living in that consistently like my heart rate variability was very low. It was just like, here's the window mm -hmm. of tolerance. And I don't have a very, like uh, a very long window and then expanding that. But to think about that from a high performer's perspective or a CEO or a speaker and to be able to take um, data that's coming in, whether somebody's screaming in the, the audience or this thing happens or my mic goes out or something triggers. And then how do I, adapt and how do I remain flexible and open to then come back and find center again to be able to start to deliver from a grounded place instead of from this stress response that I'm having or feeling in my nervous system. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like no one wants to listen to someone who is stressed because it makes us feel stressed. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so if someone's on stage and they're, you know, and I do this too, I talk really fast. Like my rhythm is, is already fast. So when I get amped or nervous, yeah. like I will like really speed it up. And, um, and so it, it's confusing for people because they're like, wait, you're a meditation teacher. Mm -hmm. Like, shouldn't you be like the most chill? But like my baseline is already like pretty effing high yeah. from just being musical theater yeah. <laughs> and then you put me on the stage and it's sort of like rocket fuel. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's actually not the most, it's not the most enjoyable to listen to because people want to be, they want to feel comforted. They want to mm -hmm. feel safe. They want to feel like, and what's happening subconsciously is they want to feel like if there was a tiger that came in, you would know what to do. Right. right? Yeah. So I'm hearing you talk about the fact that we've got this internal pharmacy. We've outsourced that to a lot of other things, yeah. whether it booze, drugs, uh, it, you know, shopping, anything to make us beta blockers. Yeah. And like coffee. not feel pain uh, to whatever degree we can and to numb that. And just, I think about a pharmacy, right? And we go to a pharmacy to get aid or support or relief for certain things. And mm -hmm what you're saying is that we can go to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we can go to meditation for a variety of different things. So if I want to connect to my creativity, I can go to it for that. If I want to just get ready for bed and get into a state of being ready for rest, I can do that. Or I can go to meditation to give me energy. So there's like mm -hmm. different prescriptions that meditation can, can, right for us? Is that what you're saying? And if so, oh. how do we, how do we go, how do we uh, go into meditation to receive the difference, um, or the different things that we need? Do we meditate differently to get ready for bed than we would if we were getting up in the morning? Yeah. Great, great question. And thanks for highlighting that. So what's fascinating here is that this practice, and I'm talking specifically about Ziva right now, um, because and I, and I'm delineating because I don't think I did a great job of delineating, answering your first question about what's the difference between Ziva How's and it different? Yeah. So let me do that now because I think it's going to give us some context. So with an app, like, you know, when you say to someone, do you meditate? Usually they're like, oh yeah, I downloaded Calm or Headspace. Mm -hmm. Like those are the most popular. There's like 48 million downloads between the two of them, but interestingly only 1 million paid users, right? So we got 48, almost 50 million downloads, wow. but only 1 million paid users, which suggests that there's a lot of people out there who have downloaded an app and aren't 
continuing to use it, or maybe they're just using the free version. I don't know. But most of the apps, like you said, are guiding you through. It's almost thinking for you. And here's mm-hmm. one for sleep. Here's one for sex. Here's one for creativity. Here's one for a breakup. Right. But really, those are guided visualizations. And those can be very prescriptive. They can be very diagnostic. I want, I want to do some breath work to give me energy. I want to do this sleep meditation to help me unwind. And all of those are beautiful in their own right. But I would call those mindfulness. Okay. Anytime you're directing your focus, which you are anytime someone's guiding you, that is keeping you in the realm of language, in the realm of left brain, in the realm of thinking. And there's power to it, right? Like mindfulness is really good at handling your stress in the now. It's very good at creating a state change. Mm. What I'm interested in at Ziva and what Ziva is so special for is that it's creating a trait change. This thing is actually healing you on a cellular level. And so it is changing your body and it's getting rid of all the stress from your past. Mm. So when you go in and systematically de-excite the nervous system, because that's what Ziva does. It's giving your body deep healing rest, rest that's actually five times deeper than sleep. And this is a really important point because when you give your body that deep rest, body knows how to heal itself. And so one of the things it's healing itself from is stress. And again, not just the stress from today, like a mindfulness app, but all that stress and trauma that we have stored in our cells. And this is the thing. It is the eradication of the backlog of stress in your nervous system that ushers us into higher states of consciousness, higher states of performance, increases the IQ, improves our immune system because the body's not so bogged down um, with all the stress. The analogy that I like to use is that like meditation, specifically Ziva, is healing the root cause mm-hmm. where oftentimes the coffee, the cigarettes, the wine, the booze, even the guided apps can be treating the symptoms right? It's like you're playing whack-a-mole. And yeah. sometimes those, those um, symptom treatments can make things worse. Mm-hmm. Like coffee doesn't give you energy. Coffee masks your body's ability to feel tired. Mm-hmm. It, and so it's chemically blocking something called adenosin, which is what your brain produces to feel tired. So then once the caffeine leaves and your body's been producing adenosin the whole time you've been high on caffeine, all that flooded, like adenosin swoops in and then you feel more tired afterwards. And by the way, this is not an advertisement for don't drink coffee. For some people's body types, it's very good for you. For me, it is toxic because again, I'm, my body type is Vata. And so I'm, I vibrate really high. Mm-hmm. So coffee makes me feel crazy. Um, but similarly, like some people can, you know, have a glass of red wine and it's sort of even good for them and fine for them. And some people, alcohol just makes them feel like utter crap. And so there's no rules here, right? It's not like, I'm not interested in a doctrine or a dogma. What I'm interested in is giving people tools to help them act in accordance with what they know to be true. I'm interested in giving people tools to act in accordance with what's best for their body and their nervous system. And so the only thing that Ziva's doing, and I'm going to use only in air quotes, is getting rid of the entire backlog of stresses that you have stored in your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And the ripple effect of that is huge. Yes, you fall asleep faster. Yes, it gives you more energy afterwards. Yes, your sex gets better. Yes, you reverse your body age, but you're not modulating the practice to get different benefits. It's giving you those benefits because it is effectively healing the root cause. Got it. So as we release the stress from our past that has been stored for years upon years, maybe decades, we have access to these things, whether it's better sex or sleep or rest or creativity, because there is there just space or is it something that's actually chemically reprogramming itself in the brain? 
Yeah, good question. So by the time the average adult is 20 years old, we have approximately 10 million open windows on our brain computer. They're called premature cognitive commitments or PCCs. Okay. And, and so imagine that your brain is a computer and then imagine like your parents got divorced and your boyfriend broke up with you and you got fired from a job and you pulled an all-nighter during exam week and you ate Taco Bell and then you drank Jack Daniel. And like every single time you've ever been stressed, every time you've ever launched into fight or flight, it's left an open window on your brain machine. Now imagine writing an email with 10 million open windows on your computer. Mm-hmm. Like how effective do you think your computer is going to be? And it's tempting to want to judge the machine as stupid, as bad, as slow, right. as dumb, as old, as I can't, well, I don't know where my keys are. I can't remember why I picked up my phone. Where are my glasses? I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you repeat what you just said? I wasn't listening. And so people are blaming themselves. Oh, it's my fault. I can't sit still. My brain is too crazy. Your brain is not any crazier than anyone else's. It's just that you have too many old stress windows open. And so what Ziva's doing is that it's going to go in and click X so you can get rid of all of those open windows so that your brain starts to work as it was designed. Okay. Now I'm... Okay. This is interesting because I have um, a selfish question, but I know people listening will relate. I have oftentimes referred to my brain as having a lot of open windows, pending things that have been opened, never closed, because as a result of, well, two things. I was diagnosed at 26 with adult ADHD. Mm -hmm. I also had never struggled with this, uh, never struggled with symptoms of ADHD as a child, but after I, I did after going through some significant trauma. I've always wondered, is it PTSD? Is it ADHD? And now think, hearing what you're saying about having all of these stress windows open, mm-hmm. am, is my brain just operating slowly and it's trying to just move through all of the, the things that it's trying to process? How do you think about meditation as it pertains to things like ADHD or PTSD. Yeah. Can you just say again, so you had, you, you never got diagnosed with it as a child, but then you had some trauma in your mid twenties and then you started displaying symptoms of ADHD Mm -hmm. and got diagnosed with adult ADHD. Yes. But it was after the trauma that had happened in mid twenties. Yes. But do you think that you had it as a child or no? I can, no, I don't, I don't ever remember struggling. Your behavior and your processing changed. Yes. Or after the trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, I am not a scientist. I'm sure. not a doctor and I am not an expert in ADD or ADHD. And so I'm, I'm wary to speak on something that I, that I don't really know backwards and forwards. Sure. And I will say that like, no matter what you have, cancer, ADHD, PMS, IBS, right. ADD, ADHD, any of the acronyms, right? right. Like stress is only going to make that stuff worse. Right. TMJ, you know, like anything that you're dealing with, erectile dysfunction, inability to orgasm, fertility issues. Like when your body is stressed, what it's doing is that it is preparing for a predator. It's preparing for a tiger. So your digestion shuts down, your immune system goes to the back burner, your skin becomes acidic, your blood pressure increases, adrenaline and cortisol goes through the roof. And so any additional processing power that you would have had available to you in a non-trauma state is now gone Mm -hmm. because body's trying to survive. 
And, and the thing is, it's not actually bad for us to get stressed. Like short, acute stresses, like outrunning the tiger, fighting the bully. You know, like if you were back in the day, we would like go and hunt and then sleep, mm -hmm. right? Or we would, you know, outrun the tiger and then take a nap. It's this low-grade chronic fight or flight, this low-grade chronic stress that most mm -hmm. of us have been building on and building on. So most people's baseline is like a five or a six. And then you throw real trauma on top of that, and it spikes you up to an 11. Right. And then it's very hard to come down to something that is manageable. Mm -hmm. And of course, the way that your brain is processing becomes... Um, just handicapped to some degree because your, your brain's working so hard to filter out all the potentially life-threatening situations. Mm -hmm. So there's a thing in the brain called the reticular activating system or the RAS, and it is the brain's filtration device. And this is really important when it comes to manifesting because when you have a manifesting practice, which is the third M of the Ziva technique. So Ziva, we do mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting, but this is also relevant to trauma as well. Because when we're in a chronically um, stressed state, then that reticular activating system, that filtration device in the brain, can only really handle filtering out potentially life-threatening situations. Because there are millions of inputs available to us in any given second. So brain has to filter out. And so if you're stressed, body's trying to survive. Right. So step one in manifesting is we actually have to get the brain out of fight or flight. We have to get it into stay and play, get, start flooding the body with dopamine and serotonin so it feels safe. And then you afford yourself the luxury of programming that filter for your dreams, mm -hmm. right? So you, when you manifest after meditation, it's infinitely more impactful. And, and the reason why is that it's getting you out of that sort of like trauma-induced stress state. Mm -hmm. So you're getting into out of the sympathetic response, that fight or flight into the rest and digest. I've never heard it called, what'd you call it? Stay and play. Stay and play. <laughs> Stay and play. I love that. And yeah. so from there, then we can, in, in my language, in coachable, what we say is, is that, that uh, sympathetic response or the fight or flight is def is defense. It's like playing a game and mm -hmm. you've only ever played defense. Mm -hmm. And defense is your default. It's survival, right? And so yeah. what I'm hearing you say in, in our analogy is that getting into that embodied parasympathetic response where you're relaxed and calm, then from there is where you can create. And where in our world you move from defense and you start to learn how to play offense. You start to learn how to play and develop a new skill because it is a skill. And most people have just only ever played one position their entire life. And they yeah. wonder why they're not moving down the field. And they wonder mm -hmm. why they're not hitting their goals or why they're not performing at the highest level. And they're only ever trying to defend against pain and trauma and stress, but they've never learned, okay, how do I score? Yeah, that's such a good analogy. I love that. I've never heard that like that. And it's so good because it's like, what do you want? Like, what goal do you want to score? What's your dream? And that's the manifesting tool that I teach inside of Ziva Online is just once people are in that beautiful right brain, left brain coherence, once they have that bliss chemistry in their body, I teach them to ask the question, like, what would I love right now? Mm. And that's simple. It's absurdly simple. I'm actually like giving away the cow for free right now. Like spoiler alert, this is what I teach in days 13, 14 and 15 of the course, but it doesn't matter. Like I can give you that directive and still nobody's going to do it. 
because it, because people don't ask themselves what do I want. They ask themselves what do I. I mean, people don't ask what would I love, right? What they ask is what do I need? What's mm-hmm. going to look good on Instagram? What's going to make me safe? What's going to make me more money? What's going to get me out of debt? What's going to get me? What's going to help me survive? What do other people right? want? Right, so another way to pick survival into thrival. Right, right. Like let's move from surviving into thriving, and that is. It's hard to do if you're exclusively approaching it through the left brain intellect, mm-hmm. right? And, and so like this is why coaching and Ziva are such beautiful, um, it's a sort of beautiful marriage. It's like one is a hardware upgrade and one is a software upgrade. Mm-hmm. So if we go back to, you know, the stressy brain, you know, like the brain computer with a lot of open windows on it, it's like your hard drive slows down if it's been chronically brogged down with stress. And it's very hard to act in accordance with a coaching program or a religion yeah. or a self-help book. If your body is like, oh my God, I'm going to die alone with cats eating my face. I suck, I suck, I suck. If that's what your cells are saying, it's real hard to follow the laws of the seven habits of highly effective people. And so we need both, right? I mean, I would argue that step one is like get out of fight or flight, like meditate, yeah. like fix the hard drive. And then the coaching becomes so much more easy to implement. Implement. Like I can make your job so much easier because people are infinitely more coachable mm-hmm. when they're not in fight or flight. They can actually apply the coaching. Right. And so it's like you, and then when you're in it, it's like you feel like less of a failure because it sucks to have a coach that's like telling you something and then you just don't do it. And you tell you again and then you don't do it. Mm-hmm. You tell again, you don't do it. And then people quit because they think there's something wrong with mm-hmm. them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like once the body feels safe, then, like you said, you can start to play offense. You can start to ask yourself, what would I love? Mm-hmm. Well, I and I fun. think part of it is just giving people the awareness, information, permission. It's like if you take our, our coachable and sports analogy, it's like you've never you, – you wouldn't expect yourself to be a quarterback if your entire life you've practiced being a linebacker, right? Like you yeah. wouldn't beat your kid up for like not knowing how to walk yet, like, or run if if it hasn't learned how to crawl. Like you just, you would be so much more compassionate and loving and kind to yourself. And so I think part of it is just recognizing like, this is a skill and down regulation is a skill and you're not meant to be good at it. Like if you have never had an example, if you lived in a, like a chaotic home, like all you know is chaos. So you think that's normal. You think that's like standard. And in that world, you have been acing the test. Like you have been doing it right. Right. So it's like, now we're introducing a whole new way of being a whole new skill set, And we're all beginners in the beginning. So let's just allow for that space. And then from there, I can get more curious about actually learning how to do it instead of expecting myself to know how to do something I've never been taught. Totally. I love that. Of like, if you've been playing defense your whole life, why would you expect yourself to be great at offense right out of the gate? Yeah. And that's, I see, I hear that a lot. Actually, that's like, I think probably like the number one like piece of feedback we get in Ziva is that like people are on week one and they're or like week one after they graduate and they're like, I don't know how to manifest. I don't know what I want to manifest. I don't, I don't know what I want. And it's like, well, look, if you spent your whole life playing defense right? You've been your whole life in in survival mode. You've not had the luxury of even listening to what you want Mm -hmm. because you've been having to figure out what does daddy want? What does mommy need? Right? Like if daddy's drinking, like, let me make sure that I like calm him down so that I'm safe. You forgot how to hear your own desires and Mm -hmm. that takes a minute. Mm -hmm. And so what I recommend is like a stopgap between the meditation and the manifesting is gratitude. And again, so simple, 
but not that many people are doing it. And by gratitude, I mean enthusiastic gratitude for what is. And if you can get to that, if you can get to genuine, authentic, enthusiastic gratitude for exactly what is, that's one click away from enthusiastic gratitude for what's on the way. And that's what manifesting is. It's you getting excited about the future as if it's happening now. It's you remembering the future. Mm-mm-mm. So what is the what is the um the process of Ziva? Like if, if someone wanted to to practice Ziva meditation, how do they do it? And you you keep talking about the course and kind of what people learn at different stages. Is mm-hmm. do they have to be a student of the course? Is it available? Is it a certain technique that once they learn they can do it on their own? Yeah. Give us an idea of what that looks like. Yeah, that's exactly right. So once you take the course, you have these tools to take with you for life. You're not dependent on me or an app or Wi-Fi to meditate. To me, meditating with your phone, this is like having an AA meeting in a liquor store. It's like, why would you go into the belly of the beast to unplug? Like We're all addicted to these things. Like Get it out of a room. We actually have these beautiful... Um, sand timers just to get like as analog as you possibly can to just get people like away from their phones for just a minute. Um, so yes, so Ziva online is about 15 minutes a day for 15 days. And on days one through three, they learn mindfulness, which is all about the art of bringing your awareness into the present moment. So simple and so powerful. And this is like the appetizer that sets people up for the main course of meditation. Mm -hmm. And this style of meditation is probably different than what anyone's ever tried before. It's based on something called Nishkam Karma Yoga, which means union attained by action hardly taken, lazy Mm -hmm. meditation. And so what people find is that it feels kind of like a nap sitting up without the sleep hangover. And in just 15 minutes, it feels like you've had an hour and a half nap. So that's the meditation portion. And then we finish with mindfulness, I'm sorry, with manifesting, which is again, you asking the question, what would I love Mm -hmm. right now? And from my experience, the whole is so much greater than the sum of its parts. Because when you do these three things in sequence, what you find is that the gap between your desires and your desires becoming manifest gets shorter and shorter. And then your sleep gets better and your sex gets better and your creativity gets better. And you're like, wait, what's happening here? And it's just like bit by bit, you're peeling away those layers of stress. Mm. And then once people graduate, you don't need me anymore. Like you have the tools, but then they can join a beautiful like community where you can get support and accountability and check in and do advanced trainings and global meditations and come together with these 40,000 other meditators in the world. And my the thing I'm really lit up about right now is that it's like Ziva Online is here to help you heal yourself. And then the community is there to help you heal the world. Because mm-hmm. I tend to attract high performers, like really amazing people doing amazing things in the world. And I'm interested in putting them together, helping fuel each other's flames. And it, and like just the other day, I was on a call and this woman, she was um, a new consultant and she was having some money stuff. She was having some fear and some scarcity stories. And I was like, have you ever run out of money? And she was like, yes. And I was like, when? And I'm like pushing her, you know, like sometimes you do as a coach. And she goes, when I was in high school, my mom lost her job and we were homeless. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) of course I just pushed this person. And like, she actually did run out of money. She was actually homeless as a child. And so I was like, okay, so this is where this story is coming from. She then went on to get two master's degrees and now is starting a consulting business. And her story was so captivating. I was like, what's your business? What's your consultancy? So she shares, she ends up getting three clients and a mentor from this one beautiful coaching like wow. community. And it was so, it was so 
awesome where you're just like, yes, like this is why we do what we do. Like I'm not here to tell anybody how to save the world. I'm just here to help empower people to use their superpowers to solve the big challenges that we're facing as a species. Mm, man. I mean, and we are, we're facing some big ones. And I think to your mm -hmm. point, it starts with how do we, we, we can't give what we haven't received. Like we can't give what we have, we don't have to give. And I think a lot of people are trying to, even thinking back to when you were talking about the importance of your meditation practice before you leave the house, because otherwise you're just like giving out and like, like repurposing your pain and your stress on everybody else. And we're like, even with the best of intentions, right? We're oftentimes like giving out medicine bottles with like, poison in them with our all of our stress just like here mm -hmm. here take some anybody like just take it away from me and it's like so how do i analogy, sit down like, and what's the medicine and that analogy what are people trying to give that's wrapped in stress like, yeah what's... maybe it's like positivity or like just like toxic positivity uh -huh. or or like yeah. you know we're just kind of handing off it, to the best of our abilities, like trying to make an impact, but feeling like it's like falling on deaf ears or it's not really making, uh, moving the ball or it's, we're really not making yeah. the progress. Or maybe I signed up for coaching, but I'm really struggling to implement the things that they're telling me, you know, to your mm -hmm. point, because I'm stressed or because my nervous system is, isn't available for that. And it's like, we have to be willing to receive the thing that we need so that we have something mm -hmm. to give away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like you can't, I mean, it's just such a cliche, but it's so true that you, know, you can't love, you, you can only love other people to the degree to which you mm -hmm. love yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I would say you can only really give away bliss to the degree to which you've, you've accessed your it. own yeah. bliss. And, and that's what I love about this practice is that every day, twice a day, you are plugging into the very source of bliss. Mm -hmm. You are flooding your own brain and body with dopamine and serotonin. And what that does is that it creates a beautiful sense of detachment where you're like, I don't need this job. I don't need this relationship. I don't need this pair of shoes at the store. I would delight in them mm -hmm. and I'm going to enjoy whatever unfolds on my way to this date, on my way to the shoe store, but they are not the source of my fulfillment, right? Like you, this thing really transitions you from being a bag of need looking to be fulfilled right. and it turns you into fulfillment looking for need. And if we had 8 billion people on planet earth with the ability to plug into the source mm -hmm. of fulfillment, this would be quite literally heaven on earth. It would be, everything would be different. Greed, racism, yeah. gerrymandering, political divide, economic divide, like all of these things would go mm. away. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. What do you hope is, is the way, I mean, you kind of just described it, but like, what's your, what's your hope and your vision for Ziva? I know you're also getting into to other things you've got some the way that like you're teaching children now how to meditate you're into sacred sexuality or you're, you're dabbling in and maybe more than dabbling you're probably like you know feet arms everything involved but like what else is are you working on and what's your vision for like what you're trying to create through ziva and and the other things that yeah. you're working so on so i'd say the next big vision is this stadium event that i can't stop seeing where it's 80,000 people in an arena and it's lights up Lizzo, Billie Eilish, oh, yeah. like, you know, just like the best performers getting every people, like everyone's so heart open, so in their bodies in such a state of joy dancing. 
And then I want to bring out my roommate and dear friend, Regina Thomashauer, a.k.a. Mama Gina, mm. to do this beautiful, like, cathartic, ecstatic dance that she calls swamping, where you sort of physicalize your rage and your grief, and then you sprinkle turn on into it. Ooh. And then I want to do a meditation and, um, and hold, and then have these 80,000 people hold a vision for the planet. The coral reefs becoming colorful, the rainforest regenerating, the planet cooling, the species delighting in the symbiotic nature between the species and the planet. It. And then I want my friend Layla Martin to come out and do sex magic with everyone, which is basically like you building your own charge from root to crown. And then at the moment of peak pleasure, all 80,000 people are like sending up this prayer to nature. And I just, I, I can't stop seeing it. And I know that it will change the course of human history. And mm. I also know that right now we don't live in a world where that can happen. And so, because like at the end of the day, it's like 80,000 people in a stadium masturbating together. It's like the brass tacks of that. Mm. And so I just feel like by holding this vision, we will call this new earth towards it and they will meet together at the perfect time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, yeah, I just, I can just feel all these different people waking up and like activating these superpowers inside of them. And I feel like I'm magnetizing them into my life right now. And so I think it's just a matter of like, deputizing everybody be like mm -hmm. okay you're doing this role you you take section j you take section k yeah. you know and we'll um, just start a big big old activation mm -hmm. it's it's wild how just hearing you speak that from like such a um f such a place of knowing like this is this is what's like i'm i'm yeah, i mean it's, it's happening like, like i can feel all the activation <laughs> Yeah, in me, I'm like, I, okay, I mean, like, I know a guy who's like, oh yeah, I know the guy who owns because I'm picturing it in Dallas. Mm -hmm. It might not start in Dallas, but I think it's eventually going to happen in Dallas. And I was like, oh yeah, I know the guy who owns the Dallas Cowboys. I know the stadium. Oh, yeah. I know Lizzo. I know that. And so these people are just like coming in. I'm like, yeah. all right, saddle up. Here we go. Well, their quarterback is um, was one of my best friends in college. He and I are very close. So already, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny. That's awesome. I mean you are well on your way you're you're impacting so 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 many people through ziva already and the ripple effect is just you know continuing to to touch more lives and i want people to be able to get their hands in on this course and get into the course um if they're feeling led because the way you describe it it's like okay i this is the thing I need. Like this is going to change my life and and yeah. provide me with the tools that have been like I've been missing because I'm tired of banging my head against the wall and wondering why all of my I'm efforting and I'm trying so hard. Yeah. And this seems like their permission and they're also their training on how to give like almost the principle of like least effort. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, my book is literally called Stress Less, Accomplish More. Yeah. Right? And that's based on an old saying of do less, accomplish more. Mm -hmm. But when we're stressed, we have to do a lot to accomplish a little. Right. And so it's like, I want people in such a beautiful high state of consciousness, so plugged into the divine mm -hmm. that they're really acting as kings and queens and sovereign beings where it's just like a wave of the finger and, you know, stadiums get So launched. it is. And so, so it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. So where can people go to, um, to join the course and to learn more about you and what you're doing through Ziva? 
Yeah. So I would go to zivameditation.com slash podcast because we have a beautiful gift for folks there. And you can learn more about Ziva online, which is that 15 day course that we spoke about in the mindfulness meditation and manifesting, mm-hmm. but zivameditation.com slash podcast. And I know Ziva is a weird word. It's Z-I-V-A, which is actually a Sanskrit word that means bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they go there, they'll get a beautiful gift and then learn more about the course. And then we're all over social media, just at Ziva Meditation. And the book is a really nice why to meditate. It's like all the science. So for my nerds out there, for my skeptical scientists that are like, I don't want to waste 15 minutes of my life, um, sure. then I would say check out Stress Less, Accomplish More. Okay. Well, all of that's going to be in the show notes so you can get your hands on the three secrets to stress less. And, um, I definitely, I'm in, I'm in, you don't have to convince me. I'm like, yeah, well, so here's what I would love to, I'd love to gift you the course and then you could go through it. And then maybe when you release the podcast, you could do like a, Oh, absolutely. You could do like a pre-record or something of like, Hey, I did it. This was yes. my experience. And then maybe you could do like a, I don't know, I've had people do like challenges with their communities. Yeah. But we can maybe do a discount for your community. Um, and then we just make it Tory. Yeah. And then when people go to enroll, they can get a percentage off and you guys could all go through it together because it's yes. way more fun in community. And I recently just learned that you're 95% more likely to commit to a healthy habit if you have a buddy and someone checking in on you, mm-hmm. as you well know, being a coach. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if you were to activate your whole community? Well, so let's do that. Let's give yeah. you the code Tori, just okay. T-O-R-I, and that'll give them a percentage off of the course. And then you can let people know like when, when yes. you're starting and all of that. Okay, perfect. This is Awesome. I am very much looking forward to it. And um, I can't wait to share all of the success stories and the breakthroughs that people have and and vice versa. So we will keep you informed on all of the things that come from this. And um, just honor you. Thank you. Thank you for your work. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your depth of listening and your beautiful Mm -hmm. intellect and for your big heart. Mm -hmm. It's such a such a delight to get to connect with you. Same. Welcome back anytime. Always here on the Coachable Podcast. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Coachable Podcast. I hope you found this episode valuable and that you learned something new. I want to give you guys the opportunity to learn how you can join the Ziva online course, the one that I just went through. It's 15 days and it's absolutely changed my life. If you're interested in joining and learning from Emily herself, just go to zivameditation.com slash online and you can use the code Tori at checkout to get 20% off. Emily's team has been so gracious to give us a discount code for our listeners here on the Coachable Podcast. So make sure you go over again, that's zivameditation.com slash online and you can use the code Tori for 20% off at checkout. I would love to hear your experience with this program and how it's transforming you and your relationships, your work, your finances, because I promise you, I show up as a more grounded, more full, available, energetic version of myself as a byproduct of the Ziva Meditation course and practice. So go over to zivameditation.com slash online and use the code Tori at checkout. Now, If you loved this episode and you want to do me a huge favor and say thank you, I would love it if you would leave me a rating and review and let me know what you love about this show. It is 
the best way to say thank you and to help the show grow. And if you actually take a screenshot of your rating and review on Apple or Spotify and you send it to our team at support at ToriGordon.com, we will actually give you access for free to my Find Your Purpose workshop. This is a $149 offer that we would love to just gift to you as a thank you for being a listener to this show. If you're watching us on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and hit that bell so that you don't miss any future episodes episodes. And if you're not following us there, you can find us over on YouTube. Now, I hope that you have an amazing week. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time on the Coachable Podcast. You guys, if you love this show, do me a favor. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel called, leave a review. I would love to hear how the show is impacting you. But not only that, be a hero to somebody and share it with somebody in your life that needs to hear it. If you're getting value from it, I can guarantee it that someone else that you know would get value as well. And honestly, I wouldn't be here if somebody didn't share with me a podcast episode a couple years ago that absolutely changed my life and set me on the course that I am today. And I'm eternally grateful for that person. And you can be that person to someone else. So share it, share the love because you matter, they matter, and what you have to say matters. So I would love to hear if there's something in this episode that really stands out to you and is a ha aha moment, send me an email to media at ToriGordon.com. Let me know what it was that stuck out to you. What was your aha moment? Maybe where and around what time in the podcast that really spoke to you because my team and I love to hear that. We love to see and hear exactly what is speaking to your heart and it's helps us to serve you better. So please like, subscribe, share. You are helping this podcast continue to grow and get out to larger audiences that can help shape the world and bring more and light, love and healing to it. So thank you for your contribution and let's get on to the podcast. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.